You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone does not have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. It is Dukes and Bell on a Tuesday, guys. Lots going on. Braves getting ready for another game with the Yankees tonight over at Truist Park. Uh, also, the Falcons making some moves and lots of discussion. Lots of guys chiming in on the Josh Rosen discussion. Uh, I, I tweeted out earlier this morning about how I felt, which it didn't get me excited one way or the other, um, and, and I explained why. But as Mike says, he may not even be on the roster when week one rolls around. We'll have to wait and see. It depends on a couple of different things. One, uh, do they see a long-term plan with him? Is he capable of being here long-term? And then also, who else is out there? And somebody else might be more appealing to Arthur Smith, our Once coach. they get cut. Yes, and if that happens, then this is just a guy that's going to be here to throw some balls around, hopefully, and, you know, another arm, because you need more than, than Matt Ryan right. and, and, and Felipe Franks. Right, you got uh, all these guys that are going to get cut down, and someone's got to throw them the football. The coaches can't throw them the football. You can't use, bring out the jugs machine, Carl. Ready, hut, boom. You know, you need to have an arm out there. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't fret this, and I was just talking to one of our listeners, Rashad, and I said, look, man, there really were not a lot of great options. You know, Blake Bortles, you know, Drew Stanton, Jamie Newman. I mean, that, these are all bad options so now we'll see what this guy has with us but as Carl just said I, I, w- I would think uh, there's a pretty good chance he won't even be on the team when we start week one so we'll see uh you guys can definitely chime in it's been interesting to hear all the thoughts this morning I think a lot of people feel like uh first of all I know this for a fact he's 24 so when you start to look and compare to the other guys and their ages mm-hmm. that, that is appealing that's one of the reasons why they probably signed him not knowing who else is going to be available here in a couple of weeks or, or less than eight days but um, yeah, because his his accomplishments are not the reason why he's here, because he's accomplished nothing. Right. But he's a former first-round pick, which tells you some scouts around the NFL saw the potential in the talent, and guys are trying to convince me, Mike, that, you know what, maybe that can be cultivated. I just – I'm not a believer in that. Well, like I said, I, I don't know what, enough about the guy other than I thought the Dolphins was a nice landing spot for him. That went nowhere. You know, and uh, I mean, I understand with Arizona, they they had a mission, and the mission was to go get a, a coach and a quarterback to do the things they were going to do with Kyler Murray with Cl- and with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. But it, unfortunately, he was the odd man out. But then he didn't do anything else to validate it after that. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, negative stuff about him coming out of the draft. Uh, again, a first round first round picks also do get an extended shelf life. Everybody, usually, yeah, usually, exactly, gets to kick the tires. But this is now his fifth squad, including practice squad duty for this guy in the last, what, two and a half seasons. So more on that coming up. More talk more about the Falcons specifically and what we're looking ahead to with this third preseason game. Falcons play Sunday night, by the way, guys, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. against the Browns, which is kind of unusual. Usually these games are in the afternoon. They're usually Friday, Saturday afternoon, Sunday night. But, again, they've got a lot of time off between – that final preseason game and when we play, actually, which is going to be, you know, September, what, 
a fifth or whatever. It's a later it is. start, later start this year. Yeah. yeah. So we got plenty plenty of time to, to get right. And I'm talking about, you know, if you play guys, if you were to play the starters and making sure that everybody's on the same page and, and health and all that stuff. September twelfth is the first week of the season. That's right. Eagles. For That's us. right. All right, man. Dukes and Bell. We want to hear from you. 404-741-0929. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all these things going on. Lots of people chiming in as well. Our poll question is up. How do you feel about the direction of the NCAA with alliances and potential super conferences? Are you calling the SEC a super conference already? Is, would you yeah. consider that? Yeah, man. It's, uh, I mean, the, a, the uh, Texas, I should say, and Oklahoma thing just takes it to a new level. And as we were saying, I mean, th- this is this is like in an arms race. I mean, they're just it's like when we we got the the atomic bomb before the Ruskies, Carl. I mean, we're, we're they're playing with a with a high ground, and the other guys are trying to pivot. And I just think they're just trying to come up with a group of voters or or at least influencers as far as these commissioners and these schools and these as a block as one big block on t- in a one big you know uniform block to try to slow the process of the things that the fans want. So I just tweeted this out. I don't know where you fall on this. I just feel that an alliance of the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten is not good for the college football fan in the sense that, yes, you may get some better matchups out of conference, but these are guys who don't want an expanded college football playoff because they don't have the teams that can get in this thing. They don't have the quality. The SEC has got the quality. They've got the quality and the quantity. They could potentially, if you go back, guys, look at the last uh, seven or eight years. Look where, remember when Georgia had two losses? Based on the college football playoff, they would be in that top 12. So, I mean, you consider how many good two-loss SEC teams, Carl, sit there on January 1. That could be half of your playoff. And these guys are – I think they're, they find that as an affront to whatever they, they think their conference is. And as we know, the Big Ten has always had a much grander estimation of themselves, and the reality shows it is. Yeah, I think they're better together, they feel like, not me. I, this, is, this is what I think they feel like, than they are apart. And I have spoken to somebody who said to me, Mike, um, that is a college administrator who basically said, and this told me everything I need to know, all the decisions of college football can't be coming out of the Southeast. That told me everything I needed to know. Do something about it. Well, they just did. And so this alliance is going to give them more say. And so we'll see how all of this plays out. But the poll question's up. You can go vote. How do you feel about the direction of the NCAA with uh, alliances but, and potential superconferences? But you and I talked about recruiting footprint for the SEC with Oklahoma and Texas and everything. SEC's recruiting from all. And the elite schools are recruiting from all over the country. Clemson's, the Notre Dame's, et cetera. But what, what does this mean to a 17-year-old kid where he's going to pick his schools? It means nothing right now. And the broad strokes of the thing, they don't even have any details. This is just, I mean, again, it's a lot of, it's a lot of big talk. Uh, and what this is going to be, a practic, practicality, why, what is the practicality? Just as I said to start the conversation, it's just to have all these guys in unison to block the SEC from having more power, to, i.e. more competitors in these playoffs, amongst other things they're going to try to stop. Yeah. I, I, again, for me, it's just about the playoffs. I don't know if it changes anything about recruiting, per se. I just, I mean... What, what We don't even know when, because you know how, how far it takes to build a schedule. And there was some talk about it. they're trying to flex a college schedule. You can't get a college schedule made for a decade these days, right? Yeah, it's usually about 10 years out. You're right. Uh, you, you know, you're not, unless there's something crazy that happens, like last the year, COVID. COVID right. You know, but more, more times than not, that's why we laugh when we see, you know, I don't know, Georgia, USC in 2034, right? And we kind of all laugh and like, we always joke, what are we going to be doing because those games are so far out in advance, and you're trying to schedule according to what your conference schedule is going to be. But we know the SEC conference schedule is going to change, too. How are they going to break it up? We still don't know. Are there going to be east and west? Are there going to be you know pods? We, we still don't know all of that yet. Either way, guys, um, another 
something to look at when it comes to college football. Let's talk NFL with our NFL bleep. Welcome to the NFL. Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Jameis Winston makes his case to be a starter. We've talked about it all offseason. Wasn't going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Winston started the game last night. 11 to 20, 138 yards. Uh, I checked that. 10 passes for 123 yards. Yeah, 9 and, out of 10, man, with and, two TDs. Yeah. yeah, and two excellent deep balls for, for Jameis. I was giving Taysom Hill's numbers as well as he got into the game. 11 for 20, 138 yards. But, but here's the deal. Um, has he shown you enough that he deserves to be the starter? I think so in New Orleans, Mike. Right. We're not privy, obviously, to what's going on at camp out there in Metairie. Is that where it is? But uh, I just thought last night, whatever you know, Marquez Callaway is going to be, holy moly. Him and Jameis are certainly on the same page. Two beautiful throws. I didn't even realize the first ball was caught. And I love the fact now maybe it would have been overturned in the regular season. I still think in the old days that was a catch. But that was an unbelievable catch, how he adjusted in, in sort of midair to make that. And the other throw, Jameis puts it right on the pylon. So we've always wondered – could Sean Payton get more that Bruce Arians couldn't get out of Jameis? Uh, it's, a, it's a small sample size, but if I had to pick just from watching this game, I would make Jameis Winston the starter, wouldn't you? I would. Uh, again, if I'm a Saints fan, I feel more confident watching him play the way he did last night. Um, and by the way, Taysom Hill's throws were kind of ugly. That, that was the other part of it. Mm-hmm. When we talk about, you know, and some people say, well, it's not about style points. Yes, it is. It's about how efficient you look as the quarterback and do you look in control. Taysom Hill at times looked like, ah, and then I mean, just throw it out there. This dude wasn't even Josh Allen's stats at BYU. This, I mean, this guy is what he is. That's why you and I, I know they had to spend some money to get, uh, you know, the minimum for the cap a few years ago. You and I couldn't believe the contract they gave Taysom Hill. No, I, and that's why they are going to use him. I just don't think he's going to be the starter. Jameis, by the way, saying he hadn't started a game since the end of 2019. And you don't think about that because he went to New Orleans. And then he was the backup, and then he got playing time. He had a couple of snaps, like in the playoffs and all that. But he hadn't started a game. He said it was really fun. What does Trevor Lawrence think? Because on the other side of this, Mike, we were watching Carterville, Cartersville's own uh, Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, again, one day I think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. But right now, this is kind of what it is with the team he's on. Here's Trevor Lawrence. From an individual perspective, I just got to get a little bit better at getting the ball out taking completions, um, staying out of second and long and third and long. It makes it really hard for Coach Bev. And as an offense, it's just hard to convert all those third and long. So that's that's part on me, just staying ahead of the chains. And then just the whole offense, we got to click a little bit more. Still got some work to do. Two preseason games. Jags have scored what, 34 points, but 31 of those are scored in the fourth quarter. So in essence, mm. when, when he's played, they really haven't done anything effectively moving the football. What's it mean for the season? I don't know, Mike, but I don't think the Jags are going to be that good anyway. Well, they just lost Travis Etienne, so however he was going to be in the rotation. And, again, I, I don't know what this Urban Meyer offense is even going to look like, but boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a learning curve. Some guys shine out, and some guys, you know, you, again, I, I don't know what Justin Herbert looked like in preseason, but when the bu- bullets were live and real, Justin Herbert balled out last year as a rookie. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to see that with Trevor Lawrence. Now, Herbert's also surrounded by a much better supporting cast. This Jaguars team is, is, is what it is. But, brother... You said it. I mean, he's got to get that tempo going, you know, in the pocket. And sometimes he still sails passes. And I know that – I don't know what you might have been expecting to see from Sunshine last night, but no Travis Etienne. Giddy up. That's a big hit for Etienne. That's a first-round draft pick out the window for the first uh, first year. And I don't know how many snaps he was scheduled to play or whatever, but you're right. Big, big Mm. deal for Jacksonville. It's Dukes and Bell. It's our NFL Blitz. What about Carson Wentz? Is he coming back week one? Here's what he said. 
I'm optimistic, but we'll see. We'll see. Honestly, it's it's not fully my call, kind of like I was just saying. It's going to come down to the doctors and surgeons and trainers and seeing how we feel. And a lot will depend on how I how I respond and how the foot feels day after day after being out here. Well, I, that's more optimistic than I even thought when I heard about this injury weeks ago. You know, right? Um, if he's available, here's what what the Colts have done. They have then learned about who the better option is for their backup quarterback with this quarterback battle going on between right. Sam and, and Jacob. Well, remember, it was it was kind of, I mean, a, a very open-ended prognosis, right? It'll be five weeks or 12 weeks, right? We were like, whoa. So I guess he's, it's, it's certainly taken quicker than we expected. They've got some weapons. That's a team, if this guy can get back to what he did the year they, the rant, uh, or say, say the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the Colts could go to the Super Bowl. Would you agree? Yes. With the Super defense, with the weapons yes. they've got, the pieces that are in place. I agree. So uh, it, I don't know how Frank Reich's going to you know, pull this off. And maybe he has to wait a few weeks to get him out there. But he Wentz sounds like he's raring to go. Lamar Jackson doubts that defenses have figured him out, Carl. Do you, you agree with that statement? No, I don't. I, I'm a big Lamar fan, but he's got to get more accurate throwing the football. And I, I still don't know if they gave him all the weapons he needs at the wide receiver position. But, no. I, but I don't. I would disagree that they haven't figured him out. Yeah, you figure him out. You make him throw the ball. That's how you figure him out. I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. I, I think. If I'm playing Lamar Jackson, uh, specifically in a playoff game, um, I'm going to force him to throw the ball down the field and make accurate throws. And if he's able to do that, then I'm willing to take the L. But he's not been able to do that. Where he beat you is a lot of the read option stuff, and then he's just the fastest guy on the field. So if he gets past people, he's going to outrun everybody. Um, I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback because he's already won an MVP. But there is room for improvement. And the idea that he is so special – that they haven't figured him out. I just don't believe that. I think teams understand what he is now and where his deficiencies are. So I, I disagree right. with that. I mean, we talked about, you know, Hollywood. Anybody who's had the misfortune of owning Hollywood Brown in Fantasy League. But Chris and I both put our hands up, Carl, here in studio. <laughs> so, yeah, I just they, – they're going to be able to run the ball with J.K. Dobbins and, and do some things. But at the end of the day, think about the, think about the competition in that division. You know, the level of, I mean, that's a black, I mean, the old black, I mean, that is the ultimate black and blue division. When you think about the Steelers and they're bouncing back, but the Brown, we're going to get to see the Browns on Sunday. You know, and of course, you know, the Bengals, if they can protect Burrow, Jamar Chase looks like he's going to be all world this year for those guys. But uh, I mean, that's, that's arguably, if everyone stays healthy, the toughest division in football. Yeah, uh, that or maybe the West. I'm with you, though. That thing is going to be a barn burner. Hey, uh, Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, says the Bills need a new stadium in Buffalo, Mike. I think this has been a conversation for, what, 20 years now at least? Yeah, at least. So uh, he was speaking at Jim Kelly's celebrity golf tournament. This was Monday. Commissioner Roger Goodell said that, you know, the league wants to keep the Bills in Buffalo. Listen, they have great fans. Their fans are, mm. are unbelievable. But the stadium sucks. It has for many, many years. And he says – Quote, you've got to think long-term here. This has been going on for decades. This is Goodell saying this, and it's time to get a new stadium done. And uh, we can make sure that the Bills are here and successful for many, many decades going forward. Who's paying for it? Well, can I make a suggestion? Sure. Terry Pagula, the owner, is worth $5.7 billion, according to Forbes. Be a hell of a legacy. You know, at least um, let's go dollar for dollar with New York State. They can't come up with the money. That's the problem. And Western New York, if heaven forbid they get into another recession, that's the Rust Belt. There's just no money for a stadium. 
Hmm. We'll see what happens. Loyal, great loyal fans, and they'll go. I mean, you put them in a high school stadium, they'll go. But it's just, you're right. I don't, you wonder where the money's going to come from. Yeah, because that's been the issue. Uh, I think everybody realizes they need a new stadium, but how, how are they going to do this? All right, Darren Eels is on the way, guys. Atlanta United's president. We are on a little win streak of our own four straight matches. Can we continue? And we'll talk to him about the takeover with our new manager. I say that because he's been COVID, and now he's finally on the uh, the training grounds there, and, and we'll see what's going on there as well. Darren Eels joins us next. The 2021-2022 season for our Atlanta Hawks right around the corner at State Farm Arena, guys. Cheer on the Hawks with the all-new season ticket membership option. Stat packs. Select from our customized ticket packages, each featuring 10 fan-favorite theme games. Learn more by visiting hawks.com slash stack. That is hawks.com slash stack. Joining us right now is Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United. We've been talking about how hot our Braves have been. And Darren, Atlanta United all of a sudden now is hot. Four match win streak. And uh, all of a sudden we moved up in the standings. How are you doing today? Yeah, afternoon chaps. Doing good. Yeah, it's quite nice to be level on the playoff uh, spot. It's amazing how quickly it can turn around in four games. We've shut up the table. Well, you always preach patience, and you know, I, I, if you don't know this about us, Darren, we're not the most patient fans out there in the world, but uh, it has been amazing to watch us win four in a row, and very easily could be six in a row uh, with some games that we, we let to wriggle off the hook. How great uh, does it see does it, to look like you knew what you were talking about with Marcelino Moreno, who's just contributing every match? Yeah, I mean, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? And You know, he's, as you know, we brought him down. He's a TAM player, and he's I think one of the top players in the league at the moment. It was great. The first goal when he nutmegged Julian Gressel, drove up the pitch and put a great ball through to Joseph. And, you know, Joseph finished it like we know he can. But, you know, Marcelino has been really good for us. And I think, you know, it bodes well for the, the remainder of the season because, you know, now he's got the support of Barco that's playing really well. Obviously, Luis, who's come in and hit the ground running. And then, you know, Joseph at the top putting the goals away. So I think that bodes well for these last 13 games that we've got coming up. Yeah, I mean... We kept talking about your expectations. I'm just curious to go into what space you've been in here after, you know, letting our, our former manager go. Did you feel like this was a playoff team all along? Did you feel like certain changes absolutely needed to be made or that guys weren't living up to the expectation of playing the way we needed to play? Look, I think at the start of the season, um, we'd have said that, you know, we, we have a playoff squad. And I think, um, obviously, we had a, a bit of a disappointing run. I mean, some of the games, as you remember, were strange games that we were 2-0 up in that we should have just got those points. And you sort of look at it now and think we'd probably be second or third if we'd just sort of closed off a couple of those games. But I think we always knew the talent was there. But, you know, credit to Rob Valentino coming in as interim and just giving the, the guys a bit of confidence and a bit of a chance to express themselves. And he and Gonzalo, the last two weeks, have been working really well together and now you know Gonzalo gets to come in and I think you've heard him you know when he's been speaking not looking to make any major sort of structural changes but just helping to keep the confidence going a few little tweaks here and there and you know I think the positive for us is we've obviously got the momentum now uh, we have a favorable schedule in the eight of our last 13 are at home so for us it's about obviously we want to make the playoffs first of all but then if we can get as high up the table as we can it would be lovely to get a home game. A 2-1 win up in D.C., and boy, that's something. We should have had another uh, penalty kick because the, the ref ignored Joseph getting tackled. Don't comment, Darren. I don't want you getting fined. Darren Eels is with us, guys, president of Atlanta United here on the WadeFord.com hotline. So you look at uh, the way the team is coming together. Miles, we talked about being back. George Bellow and George going to the All-Star game tomorrow in L.A., which is really cool. But uh, do you feel this team is this is the best this team has played since we go back to 2019? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, it's been sort of, you know, four games that we've had the win on the trot, but you were quite right to point out earlier. You know, we should have beat Columbus, really, in that home game. And, you know, we had the chance mm-hmm. in the in the draw as well. So I think this is the best we've been playing. Yeah, thanks for not mentioning the, <laughs> the penalty we should have had. I'm actually out here in Los Angeles at the All-Star game, so Howard Webb will be here later. So I'll give him my Roger Moore raised eyebrow and say no more than that. But, I mean, it was a joke, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Spe- yeah. Speaking of the All-Star game, um, it's exciting for Bello. How has this thing grown, in your opinion? I mean, it's become, obviously, you know, a premier deal, but it's always good when we get our guys recognized in this event. Yeah, really big for us for George Bellow because he's one of, you know, he's the first homegrown product from our academy that's been an all-star. And, you know, it's fantastic. We have our sort of uh, academy dinner tonight. So it's where we recognize all of the players that are going to go into the academy for this season. So it's something we do every year. And Arthur will attend that. Gonzalo will attend that. I'm not in L.A., but I'll have done a video piece. But it's great to do that on the same time that George Bellow from that first class that we had in the academy back in 2016 has been recognized you know, as an all-star player. So it's, uh, you know, it's what the club's about and we're really excited for him. And of course, Miles, you know, no one deserves it more than him. He's been a rock all season. It is Darren Eels, guys, as we're getting ready for Nashville coming to town on a Saturday afternoon, 3.30 at Mercedes-Benz, by the way. So uh, I know that's a long, long season. Uh, certainly uh, there's no room for error. I mean, we, we did box ourselves into this hole that we've got to obviously climb out of. Do you think, though, if we, if we keep on doing the things we're doing, do you think the pressure's on the other teams who haven't been there, like a franchise and expansion team like Nashville? I think so, yeah. And I think, Mike, you know, if we can get there, obviously we have the experience. You know, we've had a lot of playoff experience. We obviously won the Cup in, in 18. We've had Champions League, so we've had a lot of knockout experience. So I do think that come, you know, if we can get into the playoffs and, you know, we can't count our chickens, but let's assume that we get there. I think we're definitely a big team that no one wants to play. Darren Eels, our guest, guys, uh, Atlanta United's president. He's talking about being out there for the All-Star game. George Bellow's going to participate. Big deal for him. What about the chemistry between Miles Robinson and, and Anton Walks and, and Franco? How have you seen that come together, and how has that really helped us go on this run? I think it's been a real crucial part, Carl. I mean, um, you know, Alan Franco sitting in the middle, Miles one side, uh, Anton the other. It's been really consistent. Um, you know, it's been sort of the backbone, really, of us getting these results because what it lets us do is that when we have that solidity at the back, it then leaves that front four to to have a little bit more freedom to go and attack. And I think, you know, we've managed to get that that balance between, obviously, you know, we don't want to concede the goals, but also we've got to be careful when we've got those four players that are very attacking to, to provide some balance. So I think we've seen that over the last, um, certainly the last six games, that we're getting more of that balance. Hey, Darren. Um, look, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. No, we, we spoke yesterday about, uh, and I, Carl and I were talking with Jason Longshore about, uh, we can, we can, Carl, we can laugh about it now because we won the match up in D.C. Sure. Have you ever seen the gamesmanship or how that thing was pulled off by uh, Rania with that unbelievable Galazzo over Brad's head? Yeah, it was a great one. I mean, look, and, and fair play to Brad. I mean, he was, you could see him, he was organizing the defense. Uh, he thought that Brooks Lennon was closing it off, but credit to the player. I mean, it was an unbelievably hit free kick. But what I love from Brad was he made three big saves after that. You know, he didn't drop his head, and that's what you get with an experienced goalkeeper like Brad. I mean, he came up with three really first-class saves after that, and obviously it was a vital part of us getting the win. Darren, I know you don't want to have change year in and year out, but we had two wins in 13 MLS matches prior to the change. And then Rob Valentino steps in, and he, he did an amazing job as the interim. And, you know, I'm just curious – as you look at this, you you have not been afraid of change. And I, I want to point that out. As frustrating as it's been for Atlanta United fans and, you know, how uh, upset we've been with, with the way things have gone, we've turned things around this season. 
but has that always been the case? Are you making change just out of, you know, the, the, the situation being what it is? Have you always approached management this way when things are not going right? Because some people, Darren, you know this, they would have just stayed the course and said, oh, things will get better, and then they don't. Yeah, look, I think we've, we've sort of done that, and it's the same with the players. And, you know, I go back to last summer when we brought Marcelino in. You know, at that stage, we didn't have a manager, but we felt it was the right person to bring in. We felt he was a talent. He would suit our style of play. Uh, we were able to get him at a great price. We knew we'd be able to buy him down from a you know DP into a TAN player. So we did that because we felt it was right. Obviously now it's it's nice to see the run of games, but you know we were confident all along that we had a great player there. So you know we're always trying to do that, and ultimately look, you don't get everything right. But the one thing that you can be sure of with Atlanta United is that every decision we're making is is to try and get the best team we can out there and to get success on the pitch. Because you know, like you spoke about patience and fans, we're all fans. You know, starting from me, you know, all the way down. We want the best for Atlanta United. So, you know, in every deal that we're doing, every trade, every decision we make, we're trying to do what's right for the club and for the fans. And that's something Carl and I talked about yesterday, Darren, is you've got everything from the hardcore soccer fan who's lived it and played it his whole life to the casual fan who comes in. And you know style makes the fight. It's just so much more fun to watch when we're scoring a lot of goals. I don't have to tell you anything you don't know. But it just aesthetically, it's, it's back to what we're used to. How, how is Luis Araujo adapting, and how, how do you like what he's doing so far? Yeah, look, I think he's done really well. Because first two games in, it's always difficult coming to, to MLS in the middle of the season. Um, I think he's settled in. I think he's got a lot more to give as well. That's the, that's the exciting part. And he's so smooth on the ball. Um, in that first game at home, when he, his first touch was you know, a turn in the middle and he put a pass splitting the lines. So I feel like he's got a lot more to, to offer as well. He was a bit unfortunate. He had a disallowed goal called back um, mm. in a game against DC. And he actually slid through Joseph for a chance. that you know, Normally, Joseph puts that one away. So I think, you know, the good news for us is that he can only get better and better. But I think, you know, the, the one thing I would say as well is he did a great tackle back in the game against DC where he you know, sprinted back yeah. all the way back into his own box to make a, a slide tackle. And you know, that's what we want to see from, from all of our players. It's both ways. Yes, we love the going forward and the scoring goals, but we have to defend as well. And I think, you know, if you look over the history of our players, um, you know, those top players, whether it's a Miggy, they also do the dirty work coming back. And I think that's what you get from the Leafs. Well, let's just keep it going. I mean, this has been fun. Uh, I said, Darren, we are certainly a much more enjoyable team to watch. Things are coming together. Uh, and then when you're winning on top of that, it always helps. Uh, we hope this continues. Have fun out there in, in Cali, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Absolutely. we'll talk to Darren next week. I mean, I think it's kind of cool, Carl, the idea that we're taking on the, uh, the Mexican League stars because, you know, to me, that's just a, that's the be- probably the best matchup you could have. And for years, they've had the All-Stars taking on a big European power. And it was cool to see Juventus remember come here to Mercedes-Benz a couple years ago. But I think this one is, is probably cooler for the fans. Because so. you see guys and you see dudes kind of play in both leagues as well. So I, I think it's kind of – and it just it's got a little juice to it because we have that natural rivalry as well with Mexico on the international level. Yeah, it also tells us, though, Mike, for a guy like Bello that – the developmental system here works, right? Right. You get guys into the system. You know, we talk about Atlanta United too, and all the things, and you know, our growth leagues where guys are getting into the system and they become a George Bellow. I think that's another positive and a great selling point for this organization when you start saying, "All right, we can take a young talent 
And in a few years, he's going to be an all-star like Bell. Right. And more on the Yankees and the Braves uh, coming up, guys. Plenty on college football as well. Just talking about the five stripes if you're just tuning in. But, yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, we've – and I said it to Darren. I mean, it just – it looks – it just – you know, it, if it quacks like a uh, – you know what I mean? It just didn't look like us. Now it's quacking like the way we're supposed to look, right? Yeah. What we got used to. And if you're new here and you didn't get to see it – and that's the thing. Uh, it's 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 the most electric atmosphere. I can't wait for Saturday, and hopefully, you know, have a good time with the roof open against uh, Nashville. And imagine making it five in a row, and then all of a sudden now you're like literally in the playoff hunt. When you, you know, it's, just, it's amazing how you could sort of correlate how we were dead in the waters as the Braves were before the All Star break. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can text, tweet at us, find us on social media, Instagram as well at Dukes and Bell nine two nine. Thanks for all the great pictures we said yesterday for our tailgate at home. The best photos always go on the gram, so you can see them there at Dukes and Bell nine two nine. We're coming back. Yeah, man, no man's on the way. We're going to talk about the dogs and this alliance coming up at four o'clock. What does it really mean for the Big Ten, the Pac twelve, and the ACC? It's on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. We got Guy Talk on the way coming up next hour. We're also going to dive into uh, what has come down today, which has been very, very interesting. Um, we kind of knew this was in the making, but this is all handshakes, basically. And this is the, the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten, and their alliance. Um, right now, the interesting thing for me, Mike, is there's no money tied to this. This is all about scheduling and how they can help each other. So we'll get into that coming up at 4 o'clock. Also, more on the dogs, as we normally do, as the countdown is on 11 days between now and the dogs kicking off against Clemson. But right now, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. All right, Bo, what is going on today, my man? 
Oh, not a lot. It's a little, uh, little muggy outside, a little, little hot. But, uh, you know, the, last night while I was watching the Braves game on one TV, I watched the, the new Suicide Squad that was on Ooh. the HBO Max. I loved it. What would you think? You know, I, I liked it because it was dark but funny. It wasn't super serious. They had, I mean, the characters were weird, like the shark. The shark thing was kind of weird. And that's voiced by Sylvester Stallone, I read? Yeah, Correct. yeah, okay. that's who that's who did it. it. He was really good, although it was pretty much like uh, was it what's it, is it Vin Diesel that does uh, Groot? Yeah, I mean he said more than uh, <laughs> more than Groot, but but it it was it was a, it was kind of like a goofy character. It reminded me of the series that I watched uh, with that Brendan Fraser voiced a character for it called Doom Patrol, which was a DC thing right. on HBO Max because it was it was just goofy. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't like. I think Mike and I had this conversation weeks ago, but I didn't like um, the first one, right? The the Suicide Squad. This one I actually enjoyed. I thought it was entertaining, and and we kind of had that conversation. Um, I'm, I'm with you on this, Bo. I, I yeah, thought it's, it was it's better a, than expected. It's a tough spot to be in for those who didn't follow this one because they they, they kind of mangled the first one. It's a cool premise to Squid Billy's point. Basically, like arch uh, bad guys, right? That have to come together to do good, right? Yeah. And uh, and the first one was just a hot mess. It made money, but this one apparently is 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 actually more co- more coherent and better better put together, I guess. But ironically, though, Carl, that we talked about this because they do these joint releases on video and in the theatrical release. You don't know if you're going to make the kind of money that you know it, the other one would make. That's right. Yeah, I thought Idris is it Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was really good in this. By the way. Yeah, so that was the part Will Smith played right last time. Right. No, I think. There's some confusion there. Oh, I thought Will Smith was like whole shot or something like that, and this guy's name was uh, First right. Blood. You're right. They're two different characters. You're uh-huh. right. Yes. Yeah. I think so is it worth? So it is worth watching then. So it's worth rocking. Yeah, I thought right, it was entertaining, man. I mean, again, if you want to, you know, just get lost for what was it, about hour fifty, whatever it was. It was good. I thought it was good. I mean, I don't know what you folks think out there if you're Marvel fans. Chris and I were just talking about. <laughs> DC so, always gets it uh, wrong. Marvel seems to always get it right, right? Yeah, but Chris, Chris, I, I did not see this yesterday, but Chris was telling me the uh, Spider-Man No Man No Way Home uh, trailer came out, and apparently it got leaked, and then they took it down. Sony oh. took it down, but now it's out. So I was asking Chris. I said, you seen it? He was like, oh, my God. So I was just <laughs> going to check this out. Is that what Chris actually sounded like? He did. He was like, oh, my God, because we're both big Marvel guys. And I was like, all right, I got to go check this out. And I was literally – I just watched it two times because mm. – don't want to spoil it, but there is a lot going on in this trailer if you follow what's been happening with, with Marvel. And so, anyways, it's just one of those things. And now I'm excited about this coming out. I think it's December, maybe, Chris. Is that right, when it comes out? December. So, anyways, Bo, I'm with you. I liked, uh, I, I liked Suicide Squad this time around. By the way, it was dead shot, not whole shot. I, I knew it had a shot in it, but dead shot was who Well, it, it was a whole shot. He's a motorcycle rider. <laughs> <laughs> Or a dragster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got the whole shot. Um, yeah, so I thought he was, uh, I thought he was, I thought, you know, Edris uh, Elba was really good in it. But, um, yeah, the, by the way, the, the Spider-Man, if I'm not mistaken, that goes all the way back to previous people that played Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that was, pre- I saw that. That was, that was pretty cool. All right, let's talk about one of our, well, one of Mike's favorite people. Uh, in TV, sports TV, Stephen A. Smith. and <laughs> Quite a. frankly, bro, you know, you're being truculent. <laughs> it's all Stephen A. all the time on ESPN well, now, by the way. Well, apparently, he's moved, all, he's moved over as well to ABC 
Stephen A. Smith filled in last night, and I believe he's doing it again tonight mm. for Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, yeah. And so we got a little snippet of Stephen A. Gentlemen, this is a real tweet from the FDA. Quote, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. I got to admit. I got to admit this. I got to admit this. They are absolutely right. You are not a horse. You are not a cow. You're a jackass, though. Make no mistake about that. Silence is great from you guys. Yeah, I love because it. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to respond. How am I supposed to respond? Well, you know the the problem. Well, the writers wrote a good joke for him to read off the teleprompter right there. That's true, but did anything sound different from when he's arguing on a daily basis? He sounds less Queens. Day. He sounds less Queens, New York. He, he got that Kenny Smith accent, that Queens accent that comes out when he gets rolling. Yeah, but. He sounds just like he always does. That's the one of the things I, I took out of it. Mm. So, the question I had off. He's actually from the Bronx. I call it a Queens. Quite frankly, Carl, I call it the Bronx. It's, he's from Hollis, Queens, but it says Bronx on his uh, Wikipedia page. But, yeah, man, no, man. Is he going to make a transition at yes. some point? We know the executives at ESPN love him, which means the executives at Disney love him. And Disney owns ABC and ESPN. They're all one family. Mm. Could he be the next guy to get one of these late night shows, or maybe even a Michael Strahan role on, uh, you know, like a Good Morning America? I would yes. say more late night, Carl, for for him. By the way, Nate Burleson got the CBS morning gig, which is great for Nate. It is. Uh, he left uh, football. Good morning, football. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Nate's just been. I mean, he's been great for CBS since joining that show. I'm talking about the football show on Sunday. To answer your question, Bo, yes. Um, here's the reality. There's a void. There are no African-American hosts in late night. When you start talking about that have transcended and had success and, and really made a go at it. And this is something I think that all the networks have been looking at. And so Stephen A is, is primed to get an, an opportunity. I don't know if it will work, but I do think that is probably what's going to ultimately happen here in the next couple of years. It may happen sooner than that. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably what, what's going what's to transpire, and then he'll get a shot to, to have his own show. We forget. I mean, I don't because I was at ESPN at the time, but he used to do a talk show that did not last. It was called Quite Frankly, mm-hmm. and he used to get sports guests on. He had the who's who on uh, of the world of sports, and it was, I think, on ESPN2 at the time, maybe on ESPN, but at one point, and then it just it didn't last. So I think that's where it's probably going to go. Yeah, I would. I just don't understand why there's not some comedians that could take that instead of taking a guy from sports. That's my only thing. Now, I love Nate Burleson as well, and, and, and Strahan's done a good job for himself molding, you know, uh, a niche for him. But I, I don't know that Stephen A. thing's just a little bit different for me because he's not a funny guy trying to be funny. Yeah, I, listen, it's going to take – some guys might like Mike. I, I will tell you this about Nate. I watch Nate. And I think he's one of these guys, and I think this is what CBS realized. You can put him in any role, and he's going to thrive because the way he comes off. I think right now you're trying to get the vision of what Stephen A. has been on first take in all these years and what you've seen him, and putting him in that host chair to do a late-night show, it's hard to differentiate. But the networks also, I think you've seen this, Carl, when you do TV. When guys guys can think on their feet, that's like 
unbelievable for like the networks. They're like, wow, these guys can actually improvise and, and think on their feet. Absolutely. Whereas like the people that read the teleprompters you see on those morning shows can't. So it's it's kind of like, wow, these guys are versatile. They can do all this stuff. And it's it, it's entertaining. Like Steve's carved out a niche for himself. We know that. So yeah, and Carl says you're also filling a, a space that's not there. Uh, Chris said in my ear, he came on that show. It was after Roma's burning went down. Correct. That's when they launched the, uh, the Stephen A thing. Back that's in the correct. Day. Yep. And uh, Max Kellerman's officially out now at first take. Um, and so, you know, our friend Harry Douglas, who's been up there for what two days in a row, he could be a recur. He could have now a recurring role uh, opposite of Stephen A. Smith. And whether you like Stephen A. or not, whether you you agree with anything he says, the one thing one, uh, one of y'all just touched on, he can think on his feet. He's very good at that. Uh, whether you like him or not, I mean, it's just weird seeing him tell jokes that are supposed to be funny instead of you know being condescending of Max Kellerman, who's usually. Um, being hypocritical in a take, you know, and going against something he said two weeks earlier. Chris, hit my music. And, yeah, Charlie Watts passed away. We'll talk about that next hour. And Guy talk he was 80 as we play some Stones, Carl. Yeah, I mean, a hell of a life for a guy. You know, I, I will say this. If you get 80 and you get his 80, oh, you can't complain. Dude, 80 for a Rolling Stone, that's like 60, 160 for like most of us. As far as like rock years, it's amazing. He was not going to tour. He had a health issue and eventually not he did Not COVID related, to right? No, but uh, he was he was not going to be on the tour, which is coming here to Atlanta later in the fall. All right, man. More on that coming up. We're going to talk some college football. Big Ten adopts a, a new policy as well. We'll talk about. But this alliance, what does it mean? It's Dukes and Bell. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.